Welcome to Helix Stories, presented by Helix Managed WordPress Hosting. Creativity, great design, and a positive outlook can shape our world in more ways than we can possibly imagine. Join us as we hear epic real-life stories of creative thinking, design, and positivity from inspiring humans. People just like you that make the world a better place in ways big and small every day. Now here's the host of Helix Stories, Drew Linsalata. What is up, everybody? From high atop the first floor of Helix World Headquarters in beautiful Rocky Point, New York, welcome to episode 0002 of Helix Stories. In the first one, it worked out pretty well. We talked to Kendra Beavis and nothing went on fire. So we're going to do a second one. And I'm going to get to that in a second because you're going to love our guests. But before I do, I need you to bear with me for about 45 seconds so that we can afford to eat next week. All right. So hang in there. Helix Stories is sponsored as always by Helix Managed WordPress Hosting. If your website is running WordPress, then you need to host with Helix. Switching to Helix is just insanely easy because real life humans will handle moving your site for you with zero downtime and zero hassle. Helix keeps you out of the technical part of WordPress and focused on creating content and running your business. How? Well, Helix automatically handles updates, patches, backups, enhanced security, acceleration, and monitoring, all while you sleep. That's amazing, you say? Oh, it's the scene, man. And to make things like 41% cooler, when you host with Helix, you actually deal with the people who built it and own the company. Helix is a boutique host and we like it that way. So every customer is a big fish in a small pond. To learn more, head over to imhelix.com. That's I-A-M-H-E-L-I-X.com. When signing up, use discount code STORIES to get three months of free, no obligation hosting. That's imhelix.com. We love new friends, so come check us out. All right, we got that out of the way. So now hopefully somebody will buy some hosting and we can keep the lights on next week. So before we get started, let me introduce this week's guest, she is a luxury travel and lifestyle writer, a brand ambassador, a speaker, an entrepreneur, and she's freaking hilarious. I love her. Um, let's go through some of the superpowers here because there are superpowers listed, and I'm not even going to say her name until I'm done with these. So storytelling and people connecting. And this person is actually working with some very big brands that you know, like Lexus and Toyota and BMW and like big automotive companies. It's not too shabby. And what I love about our next guest is her focus on like female buying power in the marketplace, which is just a kick-ass message. And she gets it across really well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the lovely and talented Mia Voss. What up, Mia? Hey. Hey, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> who dis? <laughs> who dis? A little behind the scenes, as we were recording, as you were listening to all that like pay the bills intro stuff, like Mia and I are exchanging ridiculous sticky note messages via we'll video. Those, who dis? <laughs> who dis? Who <laughs> So let's talk about, you know, we're all, we're all about like creativity and positivity and like life-changing stuff and everything here on Helix Stories. Let's start with mm -hmm. how you are an accidental entrepreneur, which I lifted directly from your website, which is meonthego.com, by the way. And we'll talk about that yes. later too. So, yes, I got a couple hats that I wear, so, uh, and it's all accidental, nobody, it's kind of fun. Nobody has more hats than you, than, than I am aware of. You got more irons in the and fire I mean, than anybody. I I do, I, I definitely do. I, I, I was just telling a friend about this last night with the downturn of the economy in 2008, I've, I've been like Scarlett O'Hara, like as God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. So uh, yeah, I like to have multiple revenue streams for sure. So how did you become an accidental entrepreneur? What were you doing? Like, take us back to the early days of Mia Boss. Sure. 
Sure. So pretty much from high school until my uh, late 20s, I worked in commercial insurance. So I didn't go to college and uh, just went right into it, became an insurance agent and worked right straight through that. And then uh, yeah, ended up moving from New York City. I grew up in Illinois, but moved to New York City as a kid in my 20s. And then uh, got out here to Colorado accidentally and uh, just got so burnt out with corporate world that I dropped everything and just went, I bought a house cleaning business. I went into hiding and just was like, I don't want anything to do with, with corporate world. And, and what was interesting about that was uh, I learned a lot about design and how things work well in homes um, and got really, really picky when once you learn uh, if, you know, running teams of people and cleaning. So then I ended up getting into architecture of all things. I had a lot of skill sets as, as um, uh, office manager and admin and things like that. So I ended up working with these architects and got really interested in design. And then I married those two together and came up with this punch list business that I currently still have in addition to the travel blogging. And I've been doing that for about 18 years. And that's super accidental of, of a need. Most, most things that people end up creating as entrepreneurs are definitely just based on need and a what if kind of thing. And, yeah. and also a little, little bit of idiocy to, to look fear in the face. Yeah. Let's talk about the punch list business for just a second. I know it's still like kind of, you know, a big mm -hmm. deal for you. Like, yeah. I, That's I the actually, other hat I wear is a hard hat. Nice. And it didn't <laughs> even mess up your hair, which is really impressive. Um, I try. <laughs> I try. So I actually have a degree in architecture, although I haven't designed or built a damn thing in a very long time since I became nice. an internet guy in the in the nineties. But so punch list is a, a name I'm intimately familiar with. Did you carve out a little yeah. niche? Like you're not doing building inspections. Like oh, that's not up to code. You're doing. You still have to mm -hmm. do this inspections. Yeah, it's it's this really odd uh, niche that's that's but yeah, that's based Gen on genius. functionality. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I dig that. Again, accidental stuff. Yeah. And no, first of all, you know it from being in that world. Nobody yeah. likes doing it. It's super no. methodical. No. It's monotonous, right? It is. It is. Don't make um, me walk, walk the job site again at eight o'clock yeah, Please, me and do it for me. <laughs> yes, yes. And once people figure that out, but but again, it's it's super niche. And, and I always say, I don't inspect for things that will kill you. So that's what, you know, the engineers do. That's what the building inspectors do. I come in on that tail end for functionality and aesthetics. Right. So I work on hotels, uh, high-end homes, apartments, things like that. So it's the stuff that everybody's so tired by the end of the project. There could be a big hole in the drywall and you're like, what is, what the f is that? Right, like, right. My beep, my, my bleeper. Um, so yeah, that, that started in 2001 and went really, really well until 2009. And we all know what happened then. Yeah, shit kind of hit the fan. Yeah, for everybody. Um, <laughs> mine hit a little bit later because I was at the tail end of the project. So I just thought I was going to skate right on through that. Again, womp, womp, nope. Yeah, no. Hard stop, no. Um, so I had to recreate and I ended up getting into more of the social media piece, kind of like when you went from yeah. going to school for architecture and then getting caught up in, in uh, .com and then for me, social media and some networking groups here in Colorado. So I went from working with all men on job sites to running a women's networking group here in Colorado. And then um, 
you know, that, that I did for a couple of years and then realized I really like things that are unisex <laughs> after being with men so much. And then being with all women, I'm like, I got to get something that's like 50, 50, just yeah. like the population. Right. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so then I created the Mia on the go in 2015. I was doing a lot of Google plus, um, shows back in the day. Remember Google plus? I liked Google plus. I freaking loved Google Plus. They just, they were like a bad boyfriend. They just got, they're just messy. Finally had to quit them, you know, and then they quit themselves. Yeah, then it was all over. It was brilliant though. Remember how they had, you could do shows and that's what I was doing was doing these shows because I just got so interested in people's stories. Yeah, Storytelling is just the backbone of everything. So I had a show on Google Plus for about three years doing live streaming like way back in the day, yeah, yeah. 2013. And, um, that's yeah. when they used to live stream, live stream on rocks. It was so long ago. Right. Oh, gee. <laughs> so, uh, so then I just kept meeting all these cool people and they were, a lot of them were overseas and I just like, Hey, why don't I go and do uh, do storytelling live and go over there and just see if people give me a bunch of free shit. That's awesome. And now here you are still kind of doing that. I am still doing that. Yeah. It's just, this is going to be year five uh, next month. And uh, it was it was born from the idea of a big birthday, the big, the big 5.0. Mm. And now I'm getting to 5.5 and uh, it's, it's been super fun. I mean, it's a ton of work and, and the, the influencer world has certainly changed quite a bit too. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of house cleaning and a lot of much needed um, transparency yep. in that world yep. for sure. So it sounds like here's the overriding thing that I hear anyway in your story, since we're talking about like tell creativity me. and Do stuff. Do tell. Like the ability to just jump into something completely different. Like, did you ever wake up and you know, in the middle of the night thinking, what the F am I doing? I, I don't do this. 24 seven, man. I was just walking hotels, like trying to point out bad details in the cornices and now now, yeah. I'm, now I'm doing this. Now I'm running a live stream. What is going on here? Exactly. And I've, I've literally had days where I get to the job site first thing and then I, I change and I go MC because I do a lot of uh, public speaking now, which is so ironic considering I was uh, saddled and you and I have had this conversation with very, very extreme anxiety for years and years. And then I finally did some work on that and kicked that to the curb because I also knew that I had things I wanted to talk about with a larger audience. And yeah. that started with the live streams right. uh, and so forth. So yeah, that, that is the running thing uh, theme of let's shake some shit up. Right. Let's just do something completely different, which mm-hmm. is I think but, amazing. And thank you. And I, and I, I think that one thing I love that is I know a lot of people, I know you, you've done it. And a lot of people, I, I think that downturn of the economy back to that again with 2009 really, um, allowed a lot more freedom Mm -hmm. for a lot of folks because people were really shackled in some ways of like, this is what I said I was going to do. This is what I went to school for. Right. And so they really stayed in that safe space. And the, the part that, that was beautifully sadly beautiful about it is that you could say like, all right, I'm going to be a dog walker now because guess what? I got to make money. Yeah. So everybody really did come up with a lot more, a lot more freedom in figuring out what it is that really lit them up. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, it, sometimes it was just, you know, they, like we, we were talking about before, like you try and fill a need. So like necessity mm-hmm. is the mother invention, but when, it, when mm-hmm. the economy just implodes, sometimes, well, I have to do something because I just can't do what I was doing two months ago. It doesn't exist anymore. I've been kicked out. Exactly. Of that. Yeah. So you have no choice I, but I, to innovate. 
Yeah. yeah. I had a good friend that was an architect and she parlayed, parlayed that into this amazing cake decorating business at the same time. Yeah. So again, there was freedom. And I think especially for women, there was more of a freedom because we do feel like we've got to check all these boxes and have an easy explanation. And I will say that's the last 20 years of my life. I definitely have not given anyone in any necessarily easy explanation. They're like, wait, what are you doing? Wait, you're on a job site now and now you're in Africa. Like what's yeah. going on here? I'm like, so? So let's talk about that for a second. <clears throat> so you feel like as a woman or maybe women in general, the need to give people an easy explanation, meaning like you need to fit into an easy to like, no, this is Mia, she's in here. Like that's, I know what to mm -hmm. expect from her. And do you feel mm -hmm. like that is something that we, we expect more of women than we do of men? Like a man a that just does absolutely. all kinds of crazy different things is an amazing serial entrepreneur. A woman who I does think, that I think is it's self-designated. Oh, you think so? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, in some in some ways, I do. I think I got so excited. I was like, I got to tell you now. Um, <laughs> I, I think it. I I think it's that women do set that that standard a lot, and um, you know, or we we go along with it quite a bit too, of of having to say, um, okay, yeah, I, you know, and I don't have children, so I had to go through that whole thing. Um, luckily, during my childbearing years was really before social media, so I didn't have to answer it as much. Right, now I get I'm in it. my fifties, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't have kids. Just yeah. your mom, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> there, there's definitely always the family thing, but you know, for, with children, with family, with marriage, with jobs, it, it there is uh, more of the expectation. Um, you know, this started probably back for women my age, especially that old Anjali commercial. If there's a song like I can bring home the bacon yeah, fried, fried up, up in a pan. pan. I love it. Right. That's that what awful. I think about that. It, it was awful. And it's this, yeah, this expectation that we can do all these things. Yeah. And so yes, I think that for women, there is a uh, put in place by the patriarchy, but sustained by women ideal of that. We have to be able to easily explain. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where female buying power, I thought was so freeing to start focusing on that for my brand as well. And that kind of came about with working with the car companies yeah. more than anything. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. Like, aren't you working with, you don't have to say who it is, but weren't they doing some sort of pilot with like female friendly dealerships? Did I misunderstand that? Well, uh, Toyota is actually, uh, does that. And I, I posted about that. Okay. They, they are, uh, they have a whole program about that, which is really interesting. Um, and I haven't d delved into it too much. Toyota is definitely one of my, my favorite brands to work with. I like a lot that they represent, but you know, what has been interesting is that, you know, when you, so, so what it happens with the car companies is they have a fleet that they set aside specifically for media. Right. And I learned about this. I've been doing this for about four or five years, but I've really, butted heads with some folks on some of these groups of it being um, kind of a cutesy little thing that the women are driving, but really the people that get invited to the events and the voice is is really kind of like the, you know, 45-year-old white male kind of thing. And I'm like, guys, got to tell you, we make the buying decisions, whether it's our money or not. And right. despite the fact that in general, we make 85 cents on the dollar in the corporate world mm -hmm. is why I love being an entrepreneur because I can throw down whatever no, I want to make, I want to make a hundred on the dollar, but thanks. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, the women do, we are the ones that, that do the homework. We make the decisions about, uh, the buying power donations, medical for not just ourselves, but our children, our families and our friends. Right. And so I think, and in the end, <clears throat> so that voice, especially in the automotive, like where I hate to say this, but this is probably true like women's representation in the automotive industry was essentially standing next to a shiny car and a, you know, in a convention center. 
looking, oh, looking pretty. Golly. I mean, and, and that's, that's, just, that's until awful. just recently. Yeah. I mean, isn't only that, in the last That's still been years. going on. Right. In fact, I was just reading the other day where I don't know if it was an automotive trade show or some other trade show decided, yeah, we're not going to have, you know, booth babes anymore. So I thought CES. That, yeah. Was it CES? I thought that was a pretty big Yeah. Movie. But they're still full of it because they, they still, they're still doing I mean, it. I think it, well, no, they, they, um, they're not doing that, but they have different forms of it. And I don't want to get off on too much of right. a ramp, but they're, right. they're notorious for not having, uh, women as keynote speakers. Oh, and th- yes. This year is one of the first years that they did. And the woman that they had really had nothing to do with the tech industry. And yeah. I don't even want to go that way, but, yeah. um, In- insane. but, but you're right though. I mean, until recently it was, um, I mean, it's, it's pinup gals on, on, on calendars and things like that. Right. But, but we are the ones that are making the decision. And there's a show called good girls that I absolutely love. And it's been on uh, Netflix quite a bit. And it's three women that just are really rolling with the punches. And one of them has a husband with a, a dealership and it was so great. I was watching that. They, they had this whole thing about women coming in and getting poo pooed. And then they saw that need and started having uh, the childcare and, and, you know, woman who come and hold the baby while they're trying to fix, the, uh, you know, try out the car. And yeah, yeah. just that, that was really interesting and, and pretty simple. Pretty genius move when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, my brand is not about discarding men or eliminating men. It's just more like, Hey, let's, let's also talk to the women as well. So there'll be yeah. some parity in the buying world. And I think your voice in that respect is, is really excellent because I never feel like I'm in a gender war when I listen to you. Good. Sometimes can happen, like as and as a man, and I think as somebody who's on your side, I think I I can claim that status. I mean, I'm you know, but yeah, but sometimes it feels like I am somehow that I got got in the middle of a gender war here. I didn't do anything. Like I'm trying. It is. It is really tough. (laughs) It's a lot for all of us to listen for sure, because you know you could say the same thing about um, you know lack of diversity. Yes. Where you know we all feel like we're stepping in at one point or another, but guess what? You know it changes uncomfortable. So listening is good, and then also recognizing your allies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about a creativity thing. So you have taken on the mantle of like, okay, so me on the go and you are kind of a social, your social media presence is super important. And we had a conversation the other day, you, me, and and our friend Kendra, where we're talking about Mm -hmm. rebranding and all all the stuff that we're doing together, which is great. And you know, you talked about that, almost the shame of not being creative, which I thought was really like a good I don't I want to take away your topic. I felt a little bit when you just said it. I kind of went, like, mm, I don't know. Really, if I when I started to bring that up, create, yeah, like, <laughs> you, you know, know, that little bit yeah. of a cringe thing. <laughs> but I think one of the things that I, I want to be all about here on this particular podcast is creativity comes in so many different forms. And I, I think just your ability to invent the punch list business, like, that's not creative. That's like hella creative. Thank you. Yes. That's so cool. Sometimes you just need to hear it from other people. There's, there's creativity. He just has this very unique uh, description in my head, right? And it right. could be because of my, my age. And uh, I, but I think you do kind of feel like it's just more of, um, you know, design or having a design eye or drawing or, um, you know, having, you know, having the eye to recognize beauty or recognize um, things that need to be fixed. But yeah, it actually, that is a form of creativity. I think Coming so. up with new ways to do something. Or a way to solve a problem or put different things yes. together that, you know, yeah. normally they go together way to this way. Story. Yeah, but let's put them together this way now which I think is, mm-hmm. is always super interesting. That's just really yeah. cool. Everything's a Rubik's cube. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that is fun. And I really appreciated that you guys kind of brought that out of me of, of, of the, the, the shame that you do feel of thinking it's only comes in a certain form. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you're not a web designer, so what? 
I mean, we all, division of labor made us great, got us out of the, you know, agrarian age. So that's, that's wrong with that. Exactly. <laughs> I do kind of, I, I use the light. That's awesome. That I, um, I, even I'm probably the world world's worst blogger because I can't stand writing. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I love to read. I'm like, a world needs good readers too. You know, so. Yeah, but you do and, blog. So let's, let's talk about I, that I do. for a second. So you hate to do it. You're not a fan of it. How do you, how do you approach it then? So I, same thing, this was a, a problem solving thing. So yes, I do blog. I'm not a copious blogger. In fact, I'm in the middle of finishing because um, I'm doing the, the Africa trip in three pieces because it was so rich and juicy and had so many moving parts and pieces to it. But what I do is I make that kind of the crowning piece, that that final piece. But when I work with brands or um, you know, travel agencies or any anybody that's you know bringing me on board to tell the story about their location is I start the storytelling live. And it's not like I go take the trip and then you only read the blog. Mm -hmm. I bring you along with me from the minute we start that planning process. Right. So last year around this time is when we signed the contract for me to work with Hills of Africa. And I didn't take the trip until November. And then I've already done one piece, but so you see how that's like a, a year long yeah. process of yeah. me talking about it. So it's real time. And it's also through social storytelling. Right. So it's that's a how I've gotten around it. And I think a lot of people would consider like, oh, you have to be a blogger. So you have to sit down and write your 3000 words every week. And, but, but that's not really what you're doing. You're actually just telling a story <laughs> over a long period of time, I think in a lot of different formats, video, yeah. pictures, you know, your voice, your words. It Instagram stories have right. been really, really fun. Like right. telling, I mean, right. that's when one of my, the, the most fun platforms to use has been Instagram and Facebook stories because you can do that, that static post, but then there, there's also the day to day where you're just kind of taking like, what, what are you doing today? It's like tuning into the Truman show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you've had really had the ability to go from some, from thing to thing, from business to business, from area to area, and then kind of just take the tools that you are in that area. So you show up in a room, there's a bunch of tools laying on the ground. I'm gonna pick them up and start to use them the best way I can think of to put them together, which I like how you said that. that That's awesome. That, that ain't creative. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> very that impressive. Is, that is definitely what I've been. And I feel like it's, you know, hopping from, you know, lily pad to lily pad or stone to stone, you know, sometimes when you're going through uh, some lean times, like, okay, where can I, where yeah. am I going to hop to, hop to next? So yeah. that, that has been the beauty of kind of throwing away at any of the shame or, or feeling their shame or confusion about having several businesses is like, no, man, I always got something going on. Right. So. Keeps it interesting. Let's, so we're going to, we're going to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. I want you to, do you feel like, do you feel brave? Do you think you're really brave? Hell yeah. I think you're brave, but like. I think so. Yeah. I mean, but it means, yes. I, I always like, do you not fearless? Because we all fear things, but, but bravery is acting even when you're afraid, right? So. Uh, yes. I would, I'm guessing there's a fair amount of courage that goes along with going down the path that you've gone down. You know what? The, this has been the most difficult uh, thing that I've had to face bravery. And you and I talked about this when we were speaking about having anxiety mm -hmm. is making the decision to get on stages because I will make a commitment. And then the night before I'm always like, what the, why did I say I would do that? And, yeah. um, and then I go and do it. And then there's that high you get better than any drug or drink is that post after you have nailed a, a right. uh, presentation. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the the bravest thing that I continue to do is get up on stage and, and tell stories or, or share a message. Pretty awesome. So give me one more here. 
Can you yeah. think of one moment? Do you have one moment that where you were doing something against it? You're swimming against the current a little bit. You're a little bit out of the box. You're doing things people aren't expecting that it kind of clicked in and everybody around you said, oh, I'm with you on that. Did you have one of those moments where you didn't feel like you were swimming against the current and everybody like the world suddenly got behind you? Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've definitely have, um, spirit. Uh, I, I have like a team of spirit guides, you know, to get real kooky. on lay, you. lay it out there. I'm all good, man. Let me tell you, they have come to me a couple of times and been like, knock it off. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> giving me a message and probably one of the funniest ones is, is when I was making the transition, it was before I started the, the Google plus and a local radio station offered me a little gig. Right. And, um, I just knew it wasn't my thing, but it just seemed like it was the cool thing. It had a little ego to it and um, the whole thing. And everybody's like, you got to do this. You got to do this. And I was on a job site and I was just like ruminating on what is bothering me about this. And I'm walking around muttering to myself, looking crazy. And um, I had literally had a, a voice that said, it's not your brand. You got to quit it. And I'm like, what? who that? Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I ended up, um, quitting it. And they were really angry with me. And yeah. I had to, I had to really had to, 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 you know, kind of look the gift horse in the mouth. And, and then I went off and did this Google plus thing and it just turned out to be so what I was supposed to be doing. So I don't know if that's the kind of story you're looking for, but it was definitely, yeah. it was, it was a tough um, moment when I was like, that's crazy. And then I listened, I listened to that, that yeah. boy. And it literally was a voice. It was pretty funny. Well, I think, you know, you dropped on, you dropped it right on the floor. The thing that most people think you would want, like, what are you doing? Why would you drop yeah. that on the floor? I went and picked up something different, but it turned out to be the right in the end. It really, really did. And, and, and you know, that that's, and, you know, talking about brand and creativity, when you really get that in your heart and your head and you've, 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 you've solidified it, um, the messages like that get easier to listen to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All I right. That. You like that? I'm, that? That's my Yoda moment. Very good. Oh, I feel like I want to burn something now. I don't know why. I'll leave that up to you, though. That's your yeah. thing. Well, that's my thing. This has been a whole lot of fun. Thank you very much. Where can people Thank find you? you. MiaOnTheGo.com. We know that. Any thought? Yep. MiaOnTheGo.com. And then on social, it's at MiaVossOnTheGo because somebody else had that. So yeah. that's my whole name. I would okay. advise you to follow along with Mia because she's just a lovely human being to, to pay attention to, really. So. Excellent. Thank you for Thank coming you. on. So for Thank those of you. you who are listening and hung in there through episode number two, like come back for episode number three, I promise it'll be good. And if you're listening on iTunes or Google or whatever podcast network you like, and they give you an opportunity to rate it or like it or write a little review, then, you know, if you enjoyed it, if this was a fun 25 minutes, give us like four or five stars and write a, write a line or two. I'd appreciate it. So thank you, Mia. All right, guys. See Thanks. You next, see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>